The Hunt for 2022 has officially started this week, and four matches have happened so far. We'll be looking at these four in detail, looking at some standout performances, and discussing whether England may be looking to give a couple of these players who have shined in the 100 so far debuts in international cricket, especially with the T20 World Cup coming. As usual, please do share this episode with anyone you know who loves cricket. Without further ado, let's get started. So, in the 100, our first match of the 100, where the opening match on the 3rd of August was Southern Brave versus Welsh Fire. Um, this was a uh, very good match. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, for me, um, this match basically, it sort of it sort of summed up last season in a way because it was showing how good Southern Brave were. You know, they 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 um uh, they dominated last year and they they've started off so well. Uh, for me, I think uh the first key player what I'd like to talk about would be James Vince. So James Vince, we all know him for his like eloquent shots. You know, uh, he's very good on the ground. He doesn't, he's not your, you know, type a uh, slog slogging type of batsman. Yet he scores a uh, consistently in T twenty above uh, a strike rate of one twenty one thirty. He scored seventy one in this match. Um, Zaid, where do you think he, James Vince stands in terms of you know inclusion in a T twenty World Cup twenty twenty two squad? Do you think he's close? Do you think he's pushing? Do you think he, he might be in the squad? And and do you think where do you think he deserves to be? Well, to be honest, I think he does sort of deserve to have some sort of place in the team because you know I think back in you know, two thousand fifteen when England had a disastrous time the um the the fifty over World Cup, you know, a lot of people were thinking of oh, James Finch at, at that time, he was a pretty good player then. Um, he was pushing through to get into the England team. A lot of people thinking, no, oh, 2019 is going to be, you know, he'll be leading the team in batting in terms of batting. But that didn't happen. Um, I think looking at this year, it's going to be really difficult for him. He's going to have to have a really like blast of a 100 season this year because really, you know, at the top, because he, he, he's not going to get in as like a number four in the England team. He, he's got to push to be open. So I think really... It's it's gonna be really difficult because you've got Josh Butler there, David Milan, you know Jason Roy. You got all these players. So to be honest, I think he is. He, I think he sort of does deserve a place, but it's gonna be really difficult seeing how many other players, um, that the, the other batsmen that there are that you know have been in the England setup for a while now. It's in the T Twenty. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um. See, for me, like. I think on his own, like just judging his quality, I think he he really should be in this squad because you know he he's something that England haven't really had. He's sort of a Joe Root, but scores quicker and um like he everyone in the England most of the players in the England T uh, Twenty World Cup squad will be that hard hitting you know slogging batsman you know score very quickly get out easily and it you know and if 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 it doesn't work and you're facing really good bowlers like England have faced um for example in uh, against India as well. If it doesn't work, then you don't have an alternative because your entire batting order is a similar sort of makeup. I guess the only exception is like David Milan, who's slightly different. But even, you know, it, you can't have one different player. I guess, you know, James Vince, if you put him in the batting order, you know, if everyone else is slogging getting out, you know he's going to, you know, he has the temperament and you know he has the he has the um the technical ability to survive. And I think, especially with Jason Roy being in horrible form recently, I think it's really a good good timing for James Vince. He could easily, I think he could push in and be an opener um uh in the for the England for England in the World Cup. 
it, it's possible, but I think they're going to have to, um, the England selects are going to have to take a, a leap of faith with him, really, because he, he's done it consistently um, on the uh, domestic circuit, but internationally, when he has had chances, he's scored 50s in ODI cricket. He's, I think he scored his first 100 a couple of years back, but he hasn't been very consistent. Yeah, I, I honestly, so basically, I think that he could be in place of Jason Roy because of Jason Roy's terrible form. But it's going to be a 50-50. I think that's fair. And, yeah, I, I mentioned about, you know, his his temperament and his, like, ground shots. What, what else makes James Vince, like, such a good player? And what makes him, you know, consistently score runs across the world? You know, in the BBL, uh, he scores runs in T20 Blast. He scores runs in counter cricket. Well, what makes him score runs, score so many runs? Well, he has vast experience, in, especially in domestic cricket. He's been all over the world. He's been... There's a BBO, but loads of county cricket. He's been a very key player to the Hampshire t- team, and he's obviously captaining them. But as a whole, I think he's, you know, you mentioned you know, he's like Joe Root, uh, but a player that can score a bit quicker. I think he's just sort of like a player that, you know, in T20, a lot of people think about, you know, Josh Butler or Andre Russell, you know, all these players that hit big sixes. But James Vince, he scores runs by playing classical test match shots. Um, and, and that's really good. I think that just uh, means that he isn't risking. He's playing shots that doesn't mean, um, for example, Andre Russell, obviously when he's playing a big shot, he's trying to get for six. There's still that little bit of a risk that he's going to get out. You know, he might miss hit it or um, he might just sky it or something. But James Vince, when he plays his classical test match shots on the ground or whatever it is you know he's um reducing that chance of him um making a mistake and getting out and that's i think what makes him so good and he's with that he's still able to score quickly so i think you know he's he's um he's just that sort of player who can he, he scores quickly but it's not by trying to whack the ball it's by playing classical shots you know cover drives straight drives or whatever it is I think classical shots that still mean he can score runs. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I actually say another player who I think who's in this match, who's looking to push um, for an England call up and someone who I think, I don't know how they haven't, they aren't playing for England at the moment. It's Ben Duckett. You know, he, he's done so well in the, in domestic crickets for many, for years and in county cricket, um, in the county championship, he's done all, he's just been so consistent. Yeah. He's not, you know, he doesn't look like he's in the England frame. And uh, he's played for England Lions before as well. He's in the most recent England Lions squad, but he hasn't really pushed for an inclusion in in the England T20 ODI or Test squad. Um, He scored 41, which is more than a third of Welsh Fire's runs in the match against Southern Brave. Um, you know, he's been, people have said that he's like one of the best at square of the wicket, you know, with pull shots. Uh, He also, you know, showed his, uh, the amount of shots he has by playing like an audacious scoop shot. Uh, he, he's done. He looks like he can do everything. But why is he? Why do you think he's not playing for England yet? Well, it's it's, it's really difficult actually because I think you know there was a period where everyone was saying county cricket or county championship isn't good. The 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 quality of cricket isn't good. But to be honest, if you actually think about it, there are so many players in county cricket that could actually you know be playing for England or like they're just really good. You know, Ben Duckett, James Vince, these sorts of players, they could be in, they could easily be making England. And it's really difficult how they're not. It's just 
I think England selectors have a hard time. They've just somehow got to make a decision on because they can't pick everyone, obviously. So they've got to make a decision on you know who can who who who's going to be more capable of um doing well in England rather than just doing well in county cricket and not being able to uh do on the international stage. And I think England are a team that you know for many years now has sort of this is with a lot of countries as well. They've, they've they've picked a couple of players, they've picked some players, or they picked eleven, and they sort of try to stick with that same team. Um, you know, they obviously might make a change if someone's really out of form. But with Ben Duckett, you know, he's 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 a really good player. He's got so much experience. And I think, you know, it's really difficult, you know, it's just sometimes it's just a bit hard on him to be honest if I'm it, in my opinion. I just think you know, he's he has been a little bit unlucky that like he's just not been picked up. But I think he really, you know, him and James Vince definitely deserve a place in the England team. Yeah, because I think they are taking fifteen man squads. You've got your first playing eleven plus, you know, probably two extra batters, two extra bowlers. I think you know they. I think one of them could make it as well. I'm not sure both will, but um, yeah. And that, we focus on two batsmen. Another impressive player for me, I think, was Rayan Ahmed, the um. I think he's seventeen year old leg spinner. Um, I I'm not sure of his age, but he's he's played in the under nineteen World Cup. Um, recently where England got to the final and lost to India. Um, he he bowled very economically and with surprisingly good control for a player who's had relatively little experience at the you know the the domestic circuit. You know he's played a bit with Leicestershire, but not very much. Uh, how how would you rate his performance, uh, Zaid? I think you know he he's just got really good control. He's just I I am re- a really big fan of him. I think the pace, you know, the with leg spin, I think you've got to have some sort of um pace that you bowl at. Obviously, it doesn't need to be really really quick like Rashid Khan, but you you can't be bowling, you know, lollipops at the batsman that can they can just whack out the ground. And I think to be honest, Rayan Ahmed he's just got that sort of good pace that he bowls at, and it's just it doesn't give batsmen too much time to read the the spin they the the because he bowls a googly and he bowls a normal leg spin as well, and you know there's not really a big change in in the wrist position that he has. So I think he, he's I think he's seventeen. So uh, he's he's really young. He's got so many years ahead of him, but um at the moment I'd say you know he's doing really well. Um he's just he's just got that ability to bowl um because he's more of a googly bowler. So you know you could even consider an off. But I think just that pace he bowls at, it just doesn't give batsmen enough time to you know make a decision. Uh, it doesn't give the batsmen much time to make a decision on what shot to play. I think that's really effective. Would you agree with that? Mm. Yeah, I think that it is. Um, it, it, he is an effective bowler. I think the surprise. I think he went for he went for a pretty meager economy. I think it was something like a runnable or slightly more. So you know, on on the stage where other bowlers. Um, other bowlers getting you know hit. Uh, he you know he's shown he's shown his control. And he's shown you know his maturity as a bowler, and he'll be looking to you know play for the England um circle, England lines at least um in the next few years. So uh, he's someone to look out for. Anyway, let's get moving on to um uh the second match, which was Oval Invincibles versus London Spirit. This was a, a very very close match between well the you know London Spirit were a lot uh, the team that lot um the team that finished uh, eighth last uh, last last season. But um, you know, they they showed that they could uh, you know, easily challenge any team, even a team as strong as the Oval Invincibles. And the London Spirit won by I think it was three runs. Uh 
It was a pretty tense finish at the end. Uh, London Spirits, Jordan Thompson uh, bowling the 20th over and uh, needing, I think it was five needle of the last three and he managed to um, uh, defend it, something along the lines of that. And um, yeah, uh, so Zaid, let's start with key players. Uh, who would you say, um, you know, really impressed, impressed you in that match? Who would you say uh, had a significant role in the match? Well, a key player in that match would be um, Owen Morgan because he hasn't really been in form uh, at all, to be honest. You know, he went to Netherlands, um, you know, didn't have a good time there. He, I think he got a duck or a couple of ducks. but And then he comes back here and he, he just retired from England as well. So it's been a pretty tough, you know, month or so uh, leading up to the 100. And I think it's, it, um, uh, I think it's his first match for a while as well. So just getting into it, and he's no, he, you know, he showed that he, you know, he he has, he, he has got obviously you know, we all know he's got the ability to, uh, really we've seen it for England. He's a really good player, a really good batsman. But this innings, I think it just really is a big confidence booster for him, because you know he's he, he was really good um striking. He showed maturity. He showed that he has experience. But I think overall, it was the innings just showed that he, um. Yeah, I think yeah, at the domestic level, especially this the innings showed that he can. Uh, he's a really good batsman, obviously, and he's um just he's just got that. Yeah, you know, I think that'll just give him big confidence that inning, just to you know when he looking into the future of the hundred and whatever else he plays in the rest of his career. I think this innings will give him big confidence. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, yeah, so. Really, it, it was for me. It was a bit funny, like because obviously Owen Morgan, you know, if he'd shown some sort of form like he'd has in the hundred, you know, he would have, he probably would have still played, um, international cricket, and you could even say that England's, you know, slump after him retiring might not even happen. But you know, it's it's a bit of it's a bit of bad timing to be fair for England. But anyway, um, Jason Roy is someone we really need to mention. Uh, yeah, because um, his poor form is still continuing. You know, he got out for a golden duck. Uh, it it was a good ball by Nathan Ellis, but uh, and it was a very good catch, and um, yeah, he was sort of unfortunate, but it, it it's when you're in this bad form, it sort of seemed like the unnecessary ball to push at. You know, he's pushing at a ball back of the length, and he and he just uh, um hit it to gully, and yeah, it it was it was just disappointing because you know Jason Roy was you know really looking to kickstart the hundred with um and score some runs because otherwise his um. Uh, he might not be in the final 11 for the World Cup. He probably will be in the 15-man squad, but, you know, it's unlikely now that he's going to be in the final 11. What do you think, what do you think Jason Roy's thinking now, you know, like as, as someone who's been in such rubbish form, who he must realise that, you know, his place in the World Cup squad is going to start, um you know, looking uh, weaker and weaker. What do you think he's thinking now? Yeah, he's been a key player for England, you know, for a long time. And just, I think it was the South Africa series, when he came out to bat, and obviously, you know, on TV, they show the uh, career stats. And I just looked at them. They weren't that impressive, to be honest. I think he had an average of 24 or 25. In, this is international cricket. And, yeah, he, he, he he's still a good batsman. But he, that's nothing special, to be honest. An average of 25, that's not really enough. And I think he, he just... I don't, I've never really been a fan of the way he bats. I just think he's got... To, he's got hard hands and that's not really good you know he pokes at the ball um you know especially when he plays a longer format um like 50 overs you know, obviously he played a little bit of test cricket but that's not really for him but 50 overs you know you can't really be 
and 20 overs, you can't really be pushing at the ball, poking at it and with hard hands. And would you agree that um, James Vince could be challenging Jason Roy's place in the 11, you know, as, as an open batsman? Would you think that's an option? Hmm. Yeah. See, I think that is a, a very good. I think he it is a good option. I, we did mention it before because, like Jason Roy, has struggled because the the reason why he's been getting out is because a lot of the time he's just you know he's playing very tame shots. You know he's just trying to you know he he wants to break out the cycle of like you know not scoring runs. He just tries to slog as hard as he can and just hits it, chips it like mid on mid off, and it's just such a uh, such a, a ridiculous way of getting out because you know everyone knows Jason Roy is better than that, but. With Jason Roy, when you've got your when you get like slumps in form, they go pretty bad. But you know, I think that with James Vince, things like that won't happen. You know, he he may not be he may not go on and strike a you know two hundred in the power play, but you know he haven't he has another partner when he's opening who can do that. He'll strike at you know one fifty, but um not get out, and that's what England really need. Obviously, players are slightly more expendable in T Twenty cricket because you normally have firepower throughout the order. But, you know, if if the, uh, the two openers can score a 100-run partnership and score it in 10 overs, then in the next 10 overs, you know, all the rest of the bats can kick on because they know they have a base. And it's, it's like that in every format, really. You know, if your openers give a good, good foundations, it's just easier for everyone else that comes in the batting order. So I think, I think that, you know, Jason Roy needs to be careful. He needs to score runs. Otherwise, you know, James Vince could easily take his place. But... I think I I do think that Jason Roy still deserves to be in the um in the uh the fifteen man squad that go uh, and play in the World Cup. But you know his question, the real question is, does, is he going to be um uh, is he going to be in the final eleven? You know the eleven who actually play the match, and you know time will tell. We can't really see, we can't say much about that now. Um, yeah. So the third match, uh, which uh, the third match was uh Manchester Originals versus Northern Superchargers. Uh, this this match was good. Um, it was uh, a, it, it was a, a team performance from Superchargers. Uh, especially with the bat. Um, they they didn't have a clear someone who scored you know like seventy eighty odd. Uh, and um, yeah, the the originals uh scored. I think they scored somewhere in like one forty. Was am I right? Is it one forty, one forty region? Uh, the original scored one sixty one. One sixty one. Cool. So a pretty decent score at hundred balls, you know that that's um striking good good strike rate, and um yeah, but then uh the originals uh could have scored more um if uh the opening batsman Phil Salt uh fired, but um yeah uh the bowling could have been a bit more economical because one one sixty recent that's a decent score to defend, you know you should we've seen teams defend lower scores now one forty one thirty so. Uh, you know, at the if the bowlers had been more economical, that could have been um, that could have been more uh, given Manchester Originals more of a chance. But yeah, so um, Zaid, who who would you say uh was key to um the Northern Superchargers winning? Well, a key player for me definitely would be uh David Willey. You know, he's he he's especially in county cricket, he's been that sort of player who. Um, he obviously bowls. He's a bowler uh, when he plays for England, but he also can bat, obviously. And he, he just, I just want to quick a touch on his batting. You know, in, in this match, he batted five, and he scored you know an impressive twenty nine from twenty one balls, and that that included two sixes. Now that that just like goes with, I think the sort of trend in that match where supercharged, you know, everyone, uh, everyone, you know, contributed something at least. 
And, you know, the lowest one that was just, it was 12. You know, obviously that's not really too good, but still it's, it's a contribution. And I think um, with David Willey, his bowling obviously is the main reason you know, why he's such a good player. And in this match, you know, he had figures of two for 24. You know, it's really, it's really good, you know, um, in, in his 20 balls. He, I think just, he just bowled, he showed experience, obviously, but I think he just bowled to, he bowled exactly to plan. You know, everything that he discussed with captain or whatever he wanted to do, he set a good feel to that. And he bowled exactly to plan. Um, you know, sometimes you have maybe, this might be with younger players, younger bowlers, they might, you know, have a plan, but they might just not be able to execute it perfectly. Um, but, you know, I think, David Willey, he in this particular match, he exceeded everything he wanted to, every plan, you know, pre- pretty perfectly, to be honest. And I think he bought really good lines. And just in general, that was a really, he just put the brakes on um, the opposition. Manchester Ritual just couldn't really get him away. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that David Willey is one of the more, um, you know, underrated players in the England team, especially at the moment. You know, you've got Reese Topley as well, two left armers. Quite different in styles. You know, Dave Willey more of a, a bowler who swings into the right hander. Um, Reese Topley go gets um seam and bounce on it. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that Dave Willey is underrated because he he does regularly contribute. You know, if he's given the the platform, especially with the bat, he does contribute. You know, twenties, thirties. So he's. He's he's a really good player for England because he can, you know, he provides more depth for the batting order whilst whilst also opening the bowling and actually being a proper bowler. So um, I think he's very good. You know, it's it's Liam Livingston is an all, is the all rounder in um, T Twenty squad, and you could say Ben Stokes as well. Liam Livingston obviously spinner. It's good to have a pace bowling all rounder as well because you know that means you have proper firepower with the ball and then you've got batting as well and that's something you know players like Hardik Pandya as well have been he's been he's been very key for India so Dave Willey should be you know a key part of the England squad looking to the world cup uh, Adil Rashid as well um you know he he's been a mainstay of the England white ball team for well at least 5 years now uh one for 20 or 20 balls and the, for i think the key part of his performance was the the wicket of butler uh, and it was um it was a very googly uh, it it stayed low and it uh, yeah smashed the wickets and the the really important thing about this is that uh, butler was on something like it was some near the um 50s 60s and he was looking you know he was looking to go big and to start scoring really quickly so this was a really important wicket for um uh for the superchargers uh, anyone else say you say who um you know to, uh who really shone? Well, and there was I think I'm, I'm going to call it the trio: Madsen, Russell, and Walter. Um, you know they 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 had um some good scores. You know Madsen hit forty three, Russell with twenty nine, Walter with twenty three. But the main thing I wanted to bring up about that was just the big hitting. Um, it's just always you know it's always exciting to watch big hitting. Um especially in you know, franchise tournaments like the 100, the IPL. But I think just what that gives, the even though they lost, but I just want to talk about the what they give that three, those three players. They're coming at three, four, and five. So what that gives Manchester Original is that, you know, you've got your firepower with Butler and Phil Salt at the top. But you also have, you know, Wayne Madsen, uh, you know, really experienced player, then Russell with power, you know, Russell with like in the IPL, he'll probably come in at like six, maybe five, but he's coming in at four. So he has got a you know, pretty important role being, um, you know, high middle order batsman. And then you've got Paul Walter at five. But I just really enjoyed, you know, 
they hit seven sixes between them. And they, they that included Madison hitting a 99-6 and Russell with 102-6, the big sixes. But just the, the the role that they have in the original side, I think it's just to Madison just to keep things ticking. And then Russell and Walter just to, you know, really come in and hit the ball hard because you're probably hoping your top three here have stayed in long enough to give uh, the next two um, time to, you know, hit big shots. So I think just as the, those three players uh, are really, really important to the Originals team um, and it just gives uh, more firepower to the Originals batting order. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I think that... um, See... I think that like with um, what's it, Andre Russell? You know, he, I'm not really. He's he's been in a bit strange form. I don't really. He hasn't scored anything significant. He doesn't really come in with early enough to score big runs. He's normally just you know coming in slow. And he struggled at the start. I think he was like two off eight in the end. And then he hit a few sixes just to get the you know to get to twenty nine of of twenty. And um, yeah, he. I I don't know about Andre Russell because we know at his peak, you know, he's no one can beat him, and he still can't, you know, hit six or sixes off balls that you don't expect to be hit for six. But he's just not. Um, I, I just don't think his consistency isn't there, and you know, his ability he he can't construct an innings really. It's more of just like you know short bursts rather than actual innings. So you can't really bat him as high as four. You can really bat him, especially internationally. Six six would be my spot for him. I think six and seven. But yeah, um, he will. He was. I think he will be key for West Indies, especially for firepower wise. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure about him because he, he's an interesting player. Because he, when at his best, he can you know destroy anyone. But when he's not at his best, it's sort of like a a mid midway type of thing. Like he's he's just he can he hits he starts really slow, hits a few sixes, and um, hit, and yeah, I'm not not fully impressed with him really. Because you'd expect a bit more to be for for someone of his level, um. Yeah. So last match that we're gonna cover, uh, the most recent one, Birmingham Phoenix versus Trent Rockets, and that one, uh, the uh, the um, sorry, the Birmingham Phoenix scored one forty three for seven, and then the Trent Rockets scored one hundred forty seven and uh, chased it and won by six wickets, uh, and uh, that one, uh. Yeah, I I think that Birmingham Phoenix were looking like they could score a, a lot more runs than um uh they they were they did actually score because they were in a good position they had like a I think they had a bit of a slump towards um uh towards I think was it eighty balls around that time Zay what do you think about Birmingham Birmingham Phoenix batting performance Yeah, I would definitely say they're at least ten fifty runs short. To be honest, I think Liam Livingston he batted pretty well. You know, he scored forty seven. But just I think you know after the Rashid Khan over he hit three six in that over and in total it went for oh, when the five balls a set, uh it went for twenty runs a set, and but I think after that he just got a bit frustrated because he just couldn't find the middle of the bat he just couldn't he hit the big sixes and in the end you know he, he just held out to Joe Root at long it was either long or long off but it was something like that, uh but yeah he um I think just in general Phoenix they that's not really enough. 143, you've got to get, you know, especially on that pitch, you know, 160, at least I'd say, um, would be a good score. Um, just, I just think, you know, that 143 just allows the opponent, whoever it is, just, they don't, it's just pretty easy because loads of teams these days, you know, have um, batting, you know, they can chase down these scores. So, to be honest, I think Phoenix, they're, they're around 10, 15 months short, I'd say 160 would be a good total. Mm. 
Yeah, I think so. And yeah, the um the thing that really was uh that really won Trent Rockets game was the partnership between Alex Hales and Joe Root. Uh, I think it was a seventy nine run partnership, and it you know it took it took the sting out of the Birmingham Phoenix bowling, and it also made sure that they were scoring at a quick enough rate to win. Uh, Alex Hales scored fifty eight of forty one, and Joe Root thirty four not out of twenty six. And yeah, it, it was just Alex Hales is another person who you know used to play for England. Um. You know, and he he's looking like he could um potentially well he's been he's been good for a while now, but um he could make uh T twenty the squad. Joe Root as well, you know, he, people have written him off, I think, um in T twenty like uh, cricket. But you know, he he was I think he was one of the top top run scorers in like the twenty sixteen World Cup, I think. And thirty four nine out of twenty six is a good knock. It's a very good knock, and you know, it's a match winning knock as well. Uh where do you think Joe Root's future in T Twenty cricket lies, Zoe? I mean, to be honest, it's it's difficult because you know he has sort of been written off by the uh, selectors and just in general to be honest in T Twenty cricket. But if he's making these innings, I think he, he definitely there's a lot of players. You know, we talked about Ben Ducky and James Vince, but the Joe Root especially, he's been such a key player to England, you know, especially in Test cricket and ODI cricket, but just in T20 cricket, he was, especially in his 2016 T20 World Cup, he was literally the key player. And now we're looking at him and the, the, he's not really even wanted by uh, England. You know? And I just think I want to see him back, you know, number three, number four, that sort of role, uh, just to you know make sure, because he's not that slow. He can, he, he plays good shots. You know, he's like James Vince, I'd say. Um, him, him, and James Vince, to be honest, I think both of them deserve a place. But at the moment, it's going to be difficult, I think, because just England, England have just got so much firepower that they might not be able to find a place with Joe Root. So it's difficult. But I, I do want to see him in the team. Yeah, yeah, that that would be really good. That would be amazing. But I just think. England, England have a style of in their T Twenty squad. It's you know how how firepower hitting. Dad Milan would be the exception. If you put James Vince, I think James Vince, Dad Milan. I think if you also put Joe, you have to look at who you're going to take out. Like you, there, there isn't really. You, where would Joe fit? Like he would. Fit, you could put him in four, but then you're taking up spots of other players on you. Like it, it's just hard to to work out because that means you know Moeen Ali could be pushed down the order. Uh, Johnny Bairstow might be pushed down the order. It, it it makes it a lot more complicated because these players haven't they've done pretty well as well. So I think if they could take a larger squad, you know, 15 man squad isn't very many players. If you get an 18 man squad, then you could put players like Joe Root in and then um you know make your squad uh, then if, if there is you know batting collapses, you've got to you've got reliable players you can put in and then you know get at least try and get qual- qualification for the semis and then from then on you know go out with all out power it's it's really up to the selectors but i think joe root needs to score 200 runs this this hundred season or more to really push for an inclusion i think at least 200 runs uh we did mention liam livingston 47 of uh of 28 he hit rashi khan for three i think three consecutive sixes that over 20 runs but you know he he in the end, he sort of gave away his wicket um pretty cheaply, and I think that if he had stayed in, I think he they could have got what one sixty five probably. You know, Liam Livingston, he's done well in the international circuit. He's done well in like in um in domestic cricket. But something that I always question when I, when I see him form is is he, has he got the 
uh, the ability to go long and score, you know, 50s consistently. He always, you know, he can score easily, you know, 30s, 30 off 15, 30 off like 20. But can he score 50s regularly? What do you think, Zay? Do you think he's like a, he can survive for a long time in international cricket in a T20 World Cup? Yeah, that's the sort of point that brings in players like Joe Root and James Vince. You need players. You know, you obviously not everyone needs to be that sort of player who bats long and bats until 50. But uh, I think, you know, to be honest, Liam Livingston, he's just, he, that's not really his role, to be honest, I think, in the England team. His role's really to, uh, that was the point I think he was at four. I disagree with that. I think someone like Moen Ali uh, should be at four. Uh, or, or Joe Root if you're able to fit him in but obviously as you mentioned that gets complicated but um, you know I think someone like Mo and Ali he's got lots of confidence and lots of, lots of uh, talent he should be at four and Livingston I think his sort of role in the England team in T20 cricket should be to come in at the end of the last five ten overs to hit big shots and hit you know hit 30 or 15 balls not out or get out or whatever but I think you know that's not really his role to hit lot of big 50s you know, um, bat for long but you know I think he can do it if he but I just don't think that's really his role in England that, or that shouldn't be in my opinion mm. Um, I honestly think that uh, you know Liam Livingston is more than just a slogger I think he he can be more than that and I think that if you are putting him in that position I guess you're trying to utilise his power and you know his strength but I think you know. I think he he should be a. I think of, eventually, I think he should really be a number four, and I think he can bat long, but he just has to you know not you know stay calm, stay focused, and push to score fifties. You know, not be satisfied with the thirty off fifteen. Obviously, he obviously wants score fifties. I'm just saying, you know, that's a, um, that's some that's something to consider. So yeah, there's when we've looked at these four matches, we've seen a lot of you know we've discussed a lot of players who could be in the um. Uh, the fifteen-man squad to go uh to play. I think it's fifteen-man squad, but to to go play um in the England for England in the World Cup. You know, we've looked at the likes of Joe Root, Ben Duckett, James Vince, th- those three, and then you've got players who might even be dropped. You know, you've got um Jason Roy who could be dropped, and there are others. Um, we looked at Dave Willie who should be in the England. He is in the England squad and probably will be. So there's a lot of players who are looking to play, but I think this this hundred the hundred this season is perfectly timed because anyone who needs to get a form back can easily get it back here. But anyone who wants to shine and push that last minute push for a squad uh, can also do it here. So I think it's just um you know I think that hundred is really key this year because England should be looking to win this World Cup, this T20 World Cup. They should hundred percent be looking uh, looking to uh, win it. So yeah, that's it um, from this episode. We've just looked at the uh, week one of the 100. Uh, Thank you, Zaid. And yeah, we'll uh, see you in the next episode where we're probably looking at the second week of the 100.